What up, everybody, and welcome to the Broken Bat Podcast, episode number 14. We're here rolling. We're just pumping them out. Call us the factory. No, just kidding. Call us the Broken Bat Podcast. My name's Jay Rob. America's Podcast. America's Podcast. We talk about all things <laughs> baseball. If you love baseball, you're going to love us because we talk about it all. I'm joined by Casey and Peter. Peter's going to let you know where you can find us because we already know you love us, so you're going to show us some love on the socials. Peter. Absolutely. So we are on Instagram at Twitter at the Broken Bat Pod with no spaces. We also do have an email address, thebrokenbatpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to have you follow, uh, interact, give us some feedback, let us know what you're feeling, what you're thinking, favorite teams, anything like that, what you agree, disagree with. Uh, if you do find us on Spotify, we put polls down there so you can participate. Again, kind of let us know how you're feeling about what we're talking about. And make sure to go ahead and give us a follow on whatever platform you listen to us on. It does help us out. It's really cool, so we do greatly appreciate that. Casey, let them know what we're talking about in episode 14. The American League, West Division. So not the best division in baseball. Uh, the best. As home to one and only the America's team, the Seattle Mariners. LOL. Casey, I'm going to be honest with you. Not the best division. I think as where it stands right now, AL East is the best division just because those records, records speak for it. But AL West. Four playoff teams currently. Yeah, if playoffs ended today, or if the season ended today, they would have four teams. But AL West is. Yeah, AL West is kind of right there. And when I say right there, you also still have the Oakland Athletics in your division. In that division, who are five and twenty and are on pace for what? What do we say, like thirty-two games or something like that? So terrible. But outside of that, there's like it's a really good division and a lot of intriguing parts on kind of what's going to happen. Astros didn't start well, playing a lot better, seven and three in their last ten. Rangers started really well, then kind of sucked. Have played better, six and four in their last team. Wow, their last ten. Angels, are they going to be buyers at the deadline? Are they going to be sellers at the deadline? Mariners, probably going to be sellers at the deadline. Had a good rebuild year a couple years ago. Need another one. So, (laughs) okay, all right. Where who who would you say? Who? I said, you're bringing the heat. Oh, yeah, I'm bringing the heat. Are you kidding me? I'm fired up for this episode. So, I, and I got a lot of hot takes. Or maybe some, well, well let's go with room temperature to hot takes. <laughs> a lot of in-between. We'll yeah. No After cold takes, take, though. We <laughs> yeah, no cold takes, though. All about the hot takes. And it may seem room temp, but they're going to get hot. They're, they warm up. They grow on you. But, All right, give it to me. Well, I don't have any now. They got to come as they go. Like you know, I got a hot take. Hot take. Let's hear it. Uh, the Mariners are fishing in first place. Wow. What makes you say that besides being a homer? Do you have anything to back that up? Yes, seriously. Robbie Ray's out for the year. Robbie Ray's out for the year. What makes you? Wait, Casey, what was your take? Uh, Mariners finished in first place in the ALS. Hey, are you going to back that up with anything, or it's just a take? Uh, no, I got, I got plenty of facts and knowledge, okay? You ever heard of, um, facts you ever and heard knowledge. of, you ever heard of a player called Julio Rodriguez? 
All right, if he's literally just going to talk up every Mariners player. Have you guys ever seen that that <laughs> video where it's like, oh, this guy, he's a running back. Dog. Oh, yeah, this guy, he's he's a offensive lineman. Dog. And literally just talks about dog for everyone. That's what you sound like when you talk about the you freaking Mariners. Everyone in the lineup except Teoscar. Yeah, seriously. I'm pretty Teoscar. sure Jared, Jared Kelnick is a hotter hitter than any Cardinal right now. Paul Goldschmidt. Oh, okay. You want to play? You want to play silly games? Okay. Yeah, you go. <laughs> are, we talking about the NL, are we talking about the NL Central or the AL West? I don't know why we brought up the Cardinals. He said hottest player. So, well, hotter than gonna... Jared Kelnick. Whatever. So, Casey, you, you look. You look at that. I'm going to talk about the AL West real quick with Peter because we can actually talk uh, yeah. with level. Heads. I would like to talk about the AL West, the teams that are you know doing yeah. the division have a better best chance of being around at the end of the year. Yes. Uh, so Texas and Houston. I kind of think the Rangers may have missed an opportunity over the last week or so um, because the Astros, like we talked about, didn't start the season great. And then they were going to face the Braves and the Rays on the road and dominated, whereas Texas had a, was playing Cincinnati and just got swept by Cincinnati. So, you know, that's where you could have, you know, I think the Rangers could be like 17, 18 wins right now. Put some distance. And have, you know, a three to four game division lead. And said currently yeah. they're tied both 14 and 11. So I think the Astros, with their slow start, with missing Altuve, I think personally the Rangers needed to build the lead in the division if they hope. I mean, or you could do the Mariners strategy and currently trail the division. Yeah, and, seriously. According to some of our hosts, be on pace to win the division. But I I think it's interesting that I think the Rangers and a long season a lot of a lot of year left don't get me wrong, but I do think it's interesting that Astros are kind of already starting to write themselves, gonna get Altuve back at some point. So I think it's a missed opportunity by not only the Rangers specifically with their weekend, but all of the division that they're not building a lead on the Astros right now. Yeah, I think as a fan of everyone in baseball except for two teams, one of those being the trash cans is worrying so yeah i don't like that well and i think i agree with that and i like i almost i want more than anything else i want to have a hot take for this division like in regards to standings at the end of the year but as right now i don't and that's a sad thing because one stat that i'm going to point out and casey this is specifically for you and peter not specifically for you but also to get your insight the Seattle for Casey's hot take finishing first in the division, why that's not going to happen. The Mariners playing teams that are 500 or better are two and seven on the year. Terrible. Also the Los Angeles Damn. angels are three and seven with teams that are 500 or better. So two of those teams that look promising granted 25, 26 games into the season when they play good teams, they are not good. So, even though they're both right around 500 right now, when they're playing the better teams, they're not able to hang with those teams. And sure, they could be buyers at the deadline that will make them better, but that's really their only chance to make that push. But at that point, I think Houston has too much of a lead. The Rangers, however, they're four and five with teams that are above 500. So obviously a lot better or like, well, I mean, better than the Angels and the Mariners, but Houston is 11 and seven against teams that are 500 or better. They've played eight more games. And yeah, they played so many more games. Yeah. And, and, a winning, they don't even know what's a winning record. Yeah, by four games. So, like, 
they're playing well. And I mean, that's why there can't be a, well, at least for, in my opinion, why there can't be a hot take in regards to standings in the AL West for the end of the year right now, because Houston, even though they're not even in first right now, they're still looking like the best team. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Today. I think there was missed opportunity for someone else to come after the division. Yeah, and I could I could see two teams making the playoffs out of the AL West. Yes, agreed. But I I personally think either the Angels or the Mariners, one of them sells at the at the deadline. I don't I don't oh. see both of them being buyers and going. So, oh yes. And I don't I don't have I don't know which one. I mean I kind of yeah. want to say the Mariners just to get Casey a little fired up, but I I don't see. It. I Hello. see one of them being sellers at the deadline. I, I don't a, see all four teams trying to go for it the entire yeah. year. I have a question or a comment and then a question for you, Pete. Comment is Ah, uh, can't remember. Well oh well no, I don't know. So here's my question for you. You can't see both being buyers. I agree with that. Can you see both of them being sellers though? The Angels and the Mariners? <sighs> I I don't think so. You don't think so? I think, yeah. I think it's, I, yeah. I'd be shocked if they're both sellers just because I think, I think like we've talked about as well, with the balanced schedule, I think there's going to be more yeah. teams that can see themselves going for it. Ooh. So if they're both selling, because and with the extra wild card, yeah. I think if they didn't have that extra wild card right now, if it's only yeah, two I think, like we talked about the Astros, already tied in the division yeah. with playing that many more 500 without Altuve with all their things. And they're already still tied. So I think the Astros are going to unfortunately run away with the division by the, even the deadline. So yeah. team, so I think just because of the wild card, I, I would be shocked. Yeah. If, if they're both my thing. Yeah. So this is actually thinking about this more. And this was my comment. I was going to say, I hope, like if it was only going to be one team, like one team's buyer, one team's sellers between Angels and Mariners, I was going to say I hope the Angels would be buyer and Mariners sellers. Honestly, nothing against Casey, but strictly because I want to see Shohei and Trout make the playoffs. Like that's why I would want the Angels to be buyers to try to get them into the playoffs, and so we can finally see them in the, the yeah, playoffs. Seriously, and I mean, we could like. We love Shohei. I think all of us agree we love Shohei and would love for him to be like be traded or signed with each of our teams in the off season. Um, and all of our teams, I think, have at least a decent chance. All of our teams have been talked about him potentially going there. Some more likely than others. But what I struggle with, I almost like. I feel like the Angels have to not have to trade Shohei in the deadline, but if you don't think you're going to keep him in the off season, how do you not sell him at the deadline? Because one thing is well, back, yeah. yeah, then you could even if it's like, be crazy. yeah, even if but it's I, not a lot I, in return, I can out. go for it. No, yeah, you can finish. Well, I just say even it. even if it's not a lot in return, you're at least getting something. If he walks in the off season, you like I honestly think the best time to trade him would have been last trade deadline because then you could have got so much more because you would have had a full year and a half, one and a half seasons of Shohei and so you could have got a lot in return instead of just like a half season because a lot of teams won't pay as much for just half a season because like there's no guarantee for anything more than a couple months 
Yeah, I agree with that, and I think that's a big part of why Soto got traded last year because then you get at least two playoff runs with the players, so you yeah. can get more for him. But it's like you talked about because it's not only do I want to see Otani go somewhere and be successful, which like we, I mean, we've talked about, we probably will see next year him go to a team that's more likely to make the playoffs. But and I know we show a lot of love to Shohei Otani because he's dope. But Mike Trout is also one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Yeah, and so for him to just be already in a not successful situation, lose Otani and just be stuck on the angels for the rest of his career doing nothing. Like I don't want to see that either. And I mean, it's possible trout could get moved at, at that point as well, but it's like, it would be cool to see them have at least one run together. Yeah. So for sure. I mean, but I, I mean, it was also cool seeing the Mariners back in the playoffs yeah. last year. So it's like, don't, don't get me wrong. I wish the Astros sucked ass. Yeah. I would, yeah, I wish it was the Angels and Mariners. Be, yeah, yeah. yeah, I wish the Astros were going to be the sellers of the division, but at the deadline, sorry, but it definitely, definitely isn't trending that way. So No. And I, think, yeah, I just can't see all four teams can obviously the yeah. Oakland Athletics are also in the division. Absolute garbage. So I don't even think they have pieces to sell. Yeah. They can't really be sellers. They yeah. already they sold them all last year. Yeah. So, but I think also the Angels, another thing that almost – like what a lot I've heard a lot of people speculate about is with them if they were well like indicates that the Angels will ship or uh, trade Otani at the deadline because like there's a ton of Shohei Otani promotions the first half of the year but there's literally no promotions for Shohei Otani after July 31st which like is the trade and stuff? Uh, the, I think there's a like number of different things. Like, th- I think there's th- three or four different that. promotions for Shohei, but all before the trade deadline, none for after. So, literally, like, they're trying to fill the stadium as much as possible, get people there, especially for, like, those promotions for Shohei. But then it's almost like – and not that that's obviously the tell sign of, like, that they're going to trade so him. Sure they can add him. promotions later yeah. in the second half. Yeah. So, but I just don't know. Sure they got him. Yeah, but there's that, and then also just the fact of, like, if they don't trade him and if they're not planning on keeping him or don't think they can get him, because if they let him get – well, they're going to let them get there because they're not going to sign him in the middle of the year. There's going to be so much competition out there. I think the Angels have, like, the best chance to sign him just because it's – he's familiar, like, all those different things, like not having to move, different things like that. But there's going to be so many other teams offering so much money, so many different things. So, like, I don't know. I, there's a lot of things that make me believe they will trade him at the deadline. But if they don't trade Otani at the deadline, I don't think the Angels are sellers at the deadline. Is my take. Casey, since this is your division, what are your thoughts on what we've had to say or anything else? Uh, He's going to go back to, to the I just want to say one thing before uh, J-Rob. You could, if you could see the look it. on his face, but forget about it. That's the only thing you've been thinking about the whole time we've been talking. Don't lie to him. Um, I have two comparisons, actually. I have both Nelson Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Oh, my God, why are we back on this? We don't need to talk about <laughs> Um, To thus this far through April 26th, uh, the Kalanick average is 325. Goldschmidt's is 315, and Nolan Arnold's is 260. Let's move to the next category, home runs. Kalanick has seven. Goldschmidt has four. Nolan Arnold has two. Let's go to the RBI category. It's a little more tight. Kalanick has 14. Goldschmidt has 13. 
and Elonaro has 14, so good job. Stolen bases, Kenlick has three. Bryson and Goldschmidt has two. Elonaro not only has one. OPS, Jared Kenlick has a 1.064. Goldschmidt has a .950, and Elonaro has a .662. That's all I'm going to say about that category. Moving on to the next topic of discussion. Um... I don't know. It's hard for me to see the Mariners being sellers because they've gone through and put pieces in play that need to be. Obviously, Robbie Ray going down is a big piece that they've spent a lot of money on that no longer is in service for this year. Um, I think they will move some pieces because we do have a lot of depth that I think we'll try to replace Robbie Ray with and move Flexen back to the bullpen. So I think we'll be buyers at the deadline. But I also could see the... I don't know. I see... I see it playing out in two different ways. So for like the Angels standpoint, I could see the Angels be like, hey, we're close. We're bringing these these pros, or not prospects, but like these players to help get us to that playoff push to help keep Shohei in Anaheim for the next season. Where if they get close or they're out by like a game or so, they're like, hey, we have the right pieces. We're going to want to reassign you a full season with these guys. We should get past the wild card or XYZ. I don't know if the Rangers, I mean, the Rangers are legit because they spent so much money and they have Simeon, Corey Seager, DeGrom. Um, they rebolstered their pitching. Like, Adolis Garcia is tearing it up right now. Like, they have good players. But, I mean, taking my my Mariner hat off, it's still the Astros division to lose. Like, they're turning it up now. And they're only going to get better when Altuve gets back. I mean, so I think this division, like, gets hard to gauge. Like, you guys are saying, like, any certain outcome but I don't think it's going to be – there's not going to be many people tanking besides maybe the athletics. Like the A's could, for whatever they have left, could potentially be sellers, but I don't know what they have that people would want, you know. So, so you think all four teams in the division are going to go for it, basically? I think so. I mean, that's the same with the AL East. Like you have, if you're the Yankees, Red Sox – even the Red Sox like – every team in the AL East has a shot at I mean, maybe a more of a wild card unless the Rays cool off. But, like, as of now, like, the Rays were running with the division. And you have four teams that all could and have a good week and make a push for it, right? Like, it's a, they're all within, like, a, a four-game series. So, to me, I think you have to think of it long-term as well. If you're the Mariners and Angels, even if you don't make the postseason this season, look at it like you have injuries. You have people not starting off hot. You have people... Like, I know Hoppy was tearing it up for the Angels and he got injured. Uh, Robbie Ray only pitched five innings this season and got hurt. Like, there's so many unpredictable things and, like, weird starts. Like, you have, like, Julio isn't starting off the grace either. Julio's only batting 233. I mean, his production's not terrible, but like, you have, like, Colton Wong who's batting under 100. Um, Cal Raleigh isn't hitting as well as he should be. Um, J.P. Crawford's hitting, starting to turn it up, but hitting not as good. Like, same with, like, I mean, Rendon. Like, what's Rendon doing? Like, Gio Urshela. We haven't had a full season of Gio Urshela. So, I think it's hard to gauge where you're at right now with the first little bit. Um, I mean, again, I don't know, like, the future plans for neither organization. I mean, I kind of can figure out the Mariners a little bit more because I follow them in more in-depth than I do the uh, Angels. And I don't think we'll be sellers at all if we are just to get pitching back to help replace um, Robbie Ray, but I think we'll be selling more of like our minor league prospects. We still have Evan White, who has won a gold glove 
at the major league level. He's a solid first base, but we have Ty France there. Um, yeah, I definitely want to see the. Sorry, I want to see the Mariners there. being like major sellers. Like obviously they're not going to trade Julio or Kellenic or any like that. But I just if they become sellers, I think it's because they're like, well, this might not be our year. But we have all these people on contracts because Julio signed a long contract. Kellenic's obviously under contract for quite a while. So it could be more of like, a, okay, we're going to chill a little bit this year, not sell any major pieces. Like I don't see them trading Castillo, any of the Robbie Ray, anything like that. But it's kind of like to be yeah. more ready for next year. Well, I mean, it's the same how. thing with like Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis won Rookie of the Year at the Mariners, I think, in the COVID season. Played a little bit after, but then – was basically living in AAA because he couldn't stay healthy. He would come up for a few games, get hurt, or get sent down because he wasn't performing well. And now he's doing decent with the Diamondbacks, but, I mean, that could be a thing as well, like Evan White, the same thing. Like, he's a decent yeah. bat. He he needs doesn't have a shot right now because Ty France is an all-star and he's playing pretty well. Like, there's no need to have Evan White in our system. We can get prospects who are pitching back, I think. So, I mean, I think it'd be interesting to see. I don't think, yeah, like you were saying, it won't be like, if we are sellers, it won't be of our big names. It'll be like our utility guys, or like I could see us moving like A.J. Pollock, or, I mean, I think we DFA'd Tommy Listell, if I'm being honest. I'm not entirely sure. I thought we did. I thought I saw that somewhere. Um, Diego Castillo is another guy. We just done a triple A because he's been struggling. So I think there's guys that like are on that bubble, but I think most of our core, what people know the Mariners by, like their day-to-day day-in, day-out players, they won't move them, but it's more of just depth or, like, guys in the bubble. Yeah, I think I think that's regardless of if it's the Angels or Mariners, with, like, if one or both or neither, well, if one or both of those teams are sellers, I think that's how it is. Like, I don't think either team would move well, even Mariners more than the Angels, because, I mean, you potentially could trade Mike Trout or Shohei. Angels, I 100% see if they're sellers, I see them selling everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's opposite. I think Mariners, if they're the sellers of the deadline, it's just fringe pieces. Yeah. Angels, I think if they're sellers, you're selling Shohei, maybe Rendon if anybody wants him. Yeah. I don't think Trout, just because that's incredibly shocking that I haven't heard any talk about that. But if you're the Angels, you might as well, but you got to keep one or the other if you're the Angels. Like, you can't ship out Trout and Otani because you're going to lose your entire fan base. Look at the Oakland A's. Exactly. Look how many people they put in their seats. Well, yeah, but that there's, like, different reasons behind that, though. Like, because like, that's the whole thing. Like, Oakland's literally – fans are still going to the game. Granted, they're not selling out games, but they've literally they're won barely, five games out of 25. They're barely selling any tickets. Like – I don't well, know. I that's because the owner's trying to make it hard for people to go. Not single game t- I mean, tickets, but they doubled like their season ticket prices. Legit doubled like over the last like five or ten years or something like that. I don't even know if it's been that long. Like the owner's literally trying to do everything he can to get Oakland out of Oakland, and I think that's the difference. Like L.A. is established. When, I mean, because well, that's the other thing. They're on the market Oakland... for a minute. They were trying well, yeah. to sell the Angels for like six months there, and there's a lot of talk of them moving to a different city and whatnot but i don't know i think the angels are a lot better of an organization than the than the a's are just because like they aren't afraid to spend money as we've seen where the a's i think i saw on twitter the other day there was like three teams who didn't have who hasn't signed a player over a hundred million dollars on a contract and the a's were one of those players or one of those teams well the last player the last big contract the a's had was like six years 
like I can't remember what it was, but not like necessarily a ton of money. It was over a hundred million, but it was in like two thousand and three or something like that. Like legit twenty like years Barry ago. Zito or something. Yeah. Barry Zito, Mike Milder. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So it was like forever maybe ago. Tra- maybe like Eric Chavez. Yeah, it actually might have been Chavez. Yeah. So, but okay. the yeah. thing with the Angels, when was the last time the Angels were good? Like they they've made the playoff once since Mike Trout's been there, and he's been there what a decade. Yeah, well, so like twenty thirteen something. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, wasn't it? it was but it's also, I think you'd look at it in the sense of two is like you'd look at it as how much longer do the Astros have, right? Because right now the team to beat is the Astros in that division. Yeah. So if you if you think the window of opportunity for them is closing, which I personally think it is, I don't think they're as dominant. I think they're getting hot right now but i don't really i think i think they have two to four more years not that they're I like would, the best team, i would say but maybe I the best team like, in that division i would say two before like they drastically fall off i think once altuve because you've already lost springer and correa and they're having no k career i mean better than most but they're well, still chugging along there but it's like once you lose altuve and bregman like what else do you have there you've already lost verlander like you don't have many star players there besides maybe jeremy Pena at that point <laughs> I mean, they have Alvarez, who's young. They have Kyle Tucker, who's pretty young. Pena came up and produced. So, but they could turn. Yeah, but they could turn into like an angel situation because you have the two best players in the world, and you have been. Well, I don't think they will because they have one of the best farm systems. Not well, they have a good farm system, and they're like a lot of their players are from their farm system. Like, or they've traded them into their farm system and kind of like yeah, grew they, them they from there. Sold. Yeah, they haven't they made any big trades to get like big people. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I feel like the Astros are going to be good, honestly, for a while. Like, I think the Angels, what they could do, because honestly, last episode when we were talking about the Cardinals, I was like, like crazy situation. Obviously, probably never going to happen, but like, well, and I'll take the Angels for instance just because we're talking about the ALS. But if you trade Shohei Otani in the, at the trade deadline this year, even if it's for half a season, you're going to, you can get, even if they're like, we don't want any current major league players. We want all prospects, but all like soon to be ready major league prospects. So that in two to three years, when the Astros aren't as good, these guys are like coming up and like, or have a year or two in the majors. So they have some experience, but you could get at least one or two, or if not more of like top prospects from a team for Shohei, even with just half a season. And then if you do Mike Trout, who's locked up with the no trade clause, like for how many more years he signed like a 10 year deal a few years ago. And so he's like locked up long-term still. And because of that, get more pieces for him. Yeah. You can get more pieces from him. And then you have like some other smaller pieces. Like you have Ward, you have, you have Ohappy, who I wouldn't trade, but he's like a young piece that he's probably oh, out. Ohappy, yeah. oh, whatever. Yeah. Most of the year, if yeah, not the full well year. Known. Like, you build your team. Like, if I was the Angels, this is what I would do. I would legit build my team to be great with all these young prospects for like two to three years down the road. And if you're an Angels fan, I if I was an Angels fan, I'd be okay with that. Sure, we're getting rid of the two greatest players, but yeah. we've had the two greatest players for what five years now, and what has that gotten us? Zero playoff appearances. So yeah, if I'm giving, I mean, I would hate, I would hate to trade Trout, but also it's like you're thinking, yeah, if you trade Otani for prospects, they're not going to be ready for two to three years, and by that At time, least, Trout yeah. would be what yeah. 34, 35. Yeah, and he's already injury prone, so yeah, it's kind of like I mean, yeah. it'd be awesome to have like. 
I love when players are with teams for their whole careers. Yes. And stuff like that. So I don't want them to trade Mike Trout. Well, and the hard uh, thing as well is he, I'm pretty sure he has a no trade clause. I don't see the point of, yeah. But I mean, I know he's from Philly. He likes them. He talked about going there. Yeah. I'm sure he could be talking to some other teams in situations because it's like, yeah. It, you know, if you trade Otani, you're not competing. And yeah, I would assume he's a competitive guy and wants to win World Series. So. Yeah. Well, and that's what I think. Like, it's. It's even more enticing to Angels fans if you're a true fan and understand the game and things. If you're going to get rid of Mike Trout at any point, like pretty much right now is the time to get rid of Mike Trout. Like because he's locked up, because he has that no trade clause, and like you'll have him for a while. If he goes to like if he goes somewhere, it's gonna he's gonna go to a place he wants to go because of that no trade clause. Like he has to agree to it, and you're gonna get a lot in return. So I think. That's honestly the Angels' best move if you're not going to lock up Shohei. And even if you are, like, you can get so many pieces back. Build for, like, obviously you want to win now, but whatever you're doing right now is not working, clearly. And they have so much money locked up. Like, how much more money are they going to be able to spend? Is I don't know. I don't, I don't have the owner's checkbook or know what his... What he's obviously wants to win, I'm sure, but like Casey. what he's willing to pay. Casey, hypothetical for you. Last episode we talked about would you trade Julio and Castillo for Shohei? You turned it down. New hypothetical. Would you trade Julio and Castillo for Shohei and Mike Trout? Oh my gosh. I yeah, mean, Shohei. You're, you're dumb if you're not. Like, like at that point, you're just stupid. If you, do, if you turn that down. I love I mean, Julio. They're I both more Cast- injury-prone, Castillo and Julio. I mean, Julio's obviously young, but not, haven't had injury issues, haven't had... So, you, you, so you, you're taking the, like, two- to three-year title shot over the... I've never even been to the World Series, so, like, yeah. yeah. If I have any chance to make it to the World Series, like, I'm I'm taking that. Whether if, like It's kind of going all in, right? Like, the Cubs kind of went, went all in on, like... A Roldis Chapman in 2016 when they won to kind of get them past that hump, right? And he still almost yeah. blew it. But, like, that made that contract, like, that rent-a-player, in a sense, worth it to the Cubs because they got a World Series out of it, right? So, like, if you do that, you're going all in on winning a World Series. Because I think with that as well, one, never in a million years do I think that would actually be a trade because the Angels no, would not get the Angels back. would not do that. You know, I mean, yeah. you could give maybe your whole farm system yeah. and like well, Kellenic as well. <laughs> well, I was gonna, well, if you could somehow only give up Julio and Castillo for those two, and then like granted, like you gave away a lot more, but it's all, all like minors minor or something. Yeah, like yeah, your whole double A and triple A team. You would, I think you would have a chance at the World Series. I still don't even know if you're favorites at that point because I think your biggest issue still is your pitching. And you, you're you getting a great pitcher, but you also just got rid of your previous best pitcher. And so, like, I, I don't still know. think, I think that's where you struggle. I think the only weak spot in our rotation right now, obviously, is Flexen and, like, Marco, Marco Gonzalez. I still think Logan Gilbert and George Kirby, they're still only 25, 26 years old. And they're just, they have such live arms. Like, they can touch 100 in the seventh inning. Like, that's still, like, decently, like, I don't know. I think one through three with George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, and Luis Castillo, I think are still better than most teams one through threes. 
where it gets dicey is whenever those three are on the mound, our offense for some reason goes down. Like whenever Marco Gonzalez is on the mound, we score eight, nine runs. Yeah. Well, but you only he... need, and you probably don't know this as much again, and don't take this the wrong, well, understand that this is a shot at your team, LOL, in the joking way. When you go to the playoffs, you only really need four good starting pitchers. Like you, there's no right. need for a th- fifth because like the games in between and travel days and things like that. So granted, obviously you need a fifth for regular season. There's a ton of games and you want someone that's going to give you innings and not give up a ton of runs. But that piece ultimately is probably just going to move to the bullpen during postseason. Well, that's that's the hard part too. Is you look at last postseason as well when we had that matchup with the Astros, we had to lead in game one in Houston with the game we need to win in Houston. And we bring Robbie Ray in to face lefties when the split between with Alvarez and Ray. Well, he just left against situation. Alvarez. Yeah. Well, he was batting th- over 300 against lefties. Where I don't know why we didn't bring in Munez or Seawald, who for, for some reason his, he struggled against right-handed pitching. But so that's where it's like I think also like the managing side of things there. It's like that's kind of like the Scott Service like first year our first time playoff manager where it's like situational hitting there or pitching like well, I'm, curious, bullpen. I'm curious on, and I mean, this is a whole getting into a whole thing, but like what though, like the specific splits were for that specific matchup, not like lefty on lefty because the manager has to know, like if you don't know that the bat, that batter, you have all those stats like before the game starts or before the series starts when you know who you're playing, you know how he does, how he hits against lefties. So my only thing is he had to know that who, who came in, George Kirby, you said? No, it was Robbie Ray. Oh, Robbie Ray. So when Rob, Robbie Ray just had to have his number, like there, there's no other way he would have brought in like a lefty if he knew Alvarez was hitting over – 300 or 330 or whatever versus left well so pitchers. it's so Joran Alvarez is one for three uh with an RBI in five plate appearances against Robbie Ray in his career I don't know if that's counting postseason or not no it's not no. counting postseason so that's just regular season stats so one for three yeah that's a super know. limited sample size yeah so, yeah I don't that doesn't that that's one game yeah, yeah that's so I don't like you're trying to trust your best pitcher yeah. But even even then, I don't know if if I put Robbie Gray in that situation, like because he's gonna have yeah. to pitch at game yeah. two or three at one point or the other. Because I know Castillo pitched game one for us there, and I think Gilbert went game two, and I think Ray pitched game three. But again, like I don't know if I trust. Like if if I'm Scott Service in that situation, I'm trusting Yunez or Seawald, like the people who've gotten you there in your bullpen. Like in that sort of situation, I'm going to like my actual closing pitchers who have been in those situations before who like understand like the magnitude of it, where like Robbie Ray is just trying to go in there and just throw fastballs past Jordan, which he may have a better fastball than, well, not Munez. Munez touches like 102, 103, um, but like better than Seawalt. No, like 103, sorry. <laughs> um, but so like, at least they understand like the like the role they're in and like the closing like aspect of it because I think starting is defi- different than closing right like yeah for sure yeah it's a different mindset and like magnitude like there's a lot more on the line for closing like you are like the last resort in a sense right like there's no one after you where like if you're a starting pitcher and you get roughed up there's people coming in to clean up your mask where like if you are the closer like you are the guy that has to like the game's in your yeah, head yeah and and you're kind of you and pitch and starters are more used to like okay. <laughs> 
I can't go a hundred mile. Like, I mean, yeah, I can't go a hundred percent because yeah. I have to do it for six innings. So it's a different, like, and closer as you said, I'm giving it a hundred percent because I only have, you know, 20 pitches I'm going to throw. So it's definitely different. Yeah. I, I, I don't like when players like, like, I mean, J-Rob said players go to the bullpen and usually your fifth starter, but yeah, I don't like those matchups that much because yeah, yeah it doesn't. Yeah. The only time I like those in the playoffs, honestly, is when like a pitcher's getting roughed up really bad, and so you bring him in in like the second or third inning, and so and yeah. you get like big innings or long innings. innings. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so I guess Rather so I guess that's like where a... it comes down to me, where it's like if we if we win that game, right? Let's say we have Muniz comes in and closes out, or Seawald. Okay, so you win game one. We definitely lose game two because then we lost like six to two, I think, in game two. But game three, the one that went to like eighteen innings, like. That's anyone's game. The Mariners win that game, or even if they lose, you're still down. You still got one more game in Seattle, like, right? Like, I think that that whole game, game one, losing that one, just set the whole tone for the rest of the series. Especially like, I don't know, like I feel like that was just like the the punch that did it for the Mariners. Like, I had 18 innings. Like, you almost lost two baseball games to the Astros, but yeah. like. I don't know, like, that's a game, like, you, if you're the underdog and everyone's picking the Astros to win, then, like, you have a chance to win the one on the road that you need to win. Like, you're only getting two in Seattle. you got to win one in Houston regardless, and especially taking game one and riding with that momentum over them. Like, because even, like, I know um, the Mariners were relatively in game two until, like, the last, I think it's, like, the seventh inning or eighth inning when, like, Jordan hit another home run or something like that. So, to me, it's, like, how much more does that team win? I don't, you know, does yeah. that make sense? No, yeah. it's. I agree with you. I think that game one plays a huge part. Like, I mean, if you end up winning game one, like, I mean, it could be a whole different story. It's getting walked off, especially in the playoffs, especially on the road. That's can be very devastating because, like, the atmosphere there, like, everything, it can set a huge tone for the home team. And so, yeah, if you win game one, potentially a whole different series but hard to say for sure but i don't know what do you guys think peter and then casey as well but peter first top to bottom who's finishing first in the al west and then going down like what's your order of not records but order of al west at the end of the year um uh mind i have the Astros, the Rangers, Mariners, Angels, Athletics. Heart-wise, I've got the uh, uh, Angels, Mariners, Rangers, Athletics. <laughs> Fuck the trash, guys. Yeah. Casey? Uh Realistically, I have the Astros, Mariners, Rangers, Angels, A's. Um, my heart tells me Mariners, Rangers, A Angels. A's Astros. Yeah. Hell yeah. First off, when in your realistic thing and you have the Mariners second LOL and you didn't even hesitate. <laughs> I don't know about what your brain tells I mean, I you or realistic. I'm debating. I'm I mean, debating because 
I think if DeGrom gets hurt for the Rangers, that is obviously going to – and he has a obviously long history of that. So I, I debated that. I mean, I was in his instant his case to put him second. I could see Mariners finishing second. Yeah. I think it's possible. So I don't think that's out of – yeah. I, yeah, I think it's possible. I just – there's a lot of signs that have shown me – not shown me, but in the small sample size that we have of the 24 games that the Mariners have played, they're not looking great so far this year. And that's no shade. It's just like not a great record against teams over 500. Hey, they have a losing record at home. Look at the Braves. Look at those Braves. When they were eight games out of or eight games under 500 at the All Star break, and they go on that run and win the World Series. You're right. Well, I'm just saying. saying, I'm just saying right now. How? Well, yeah. But excuse me. I'm just saying how things look right now. I got to take it how it is. You can't. I mean. It's near impossible to predict that. Like, it's it the same thing with the Cardinals. N- literally, no one would predict 25 games in, the Cardinals would be last place in the NL Central. Like, literally, right, no one hear, would predict let's hear that. Yours. I want to hear yours. Mine? Yeah, I, go your ranking. I go Astros. I go Angels. Wow. Rangers, Mariners, Oakland. Oh. And that's true. Wow. And I'll give some quick reasons. Astros, obviously, I think they pull away. Angels, I think, are second because I think they're buyers at the deadline. Rangers, I feel okay. like they have a lot of pieces. Not enough to – I think they kind of fall off a little bit. Um, Mariners, I think they end up being sellers, but in the way we talked about. Not by any means selling any big pieces, but kind of like building for next year. Like to try to make – right. I think the Mariners are right there. How many what? question before we wrap up. Yeah. How many playoff teams do you think from the AL West? I think you get two. two. Yeah, two. Okay, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then yeah. So for me, being Astros and Angels, I think. I think you're you're Angels. you're only getting one out of the Central, and that's going to be your division winner. And then yeah. I think yeah. the other other. Agreed. You're getting two three out of the AL, well, the three. East, and then or yeah. Three out of the East. You get because two wild cards out of the East. Yeah. Three out of the East, you get two wild cards, and then you get a division winner and a wild card out of the West. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm thinking as well. So, but I don't know. There's a lot. I think that the AL West is extremely interesting for a lot of different ways. I think, I mean, you can go a number of reasons. Mariners, in case you talked about it a lot, we all talked about it, like how they weren't very good for a long time, or they're just trying to make the playoffs, and they've got that, and they're trying to build off that the angels and their whole situation, the Rangers were big buyers in the off season. Like there's just a lot of different things and directions you can go with the ALS. So I think super interesting division for sure, but I didn't let you guys do it last time. So I'll let you do it this time for sure. Anything you guys want to say before we uh, cut her off. And let me guess, go M's. Go M's. How do I know? Peter. I would like to, uh, following for the people that listened to the last episode, shout out to Kate Upton, and let's go Yankees, Chase for 28. Beautiful. I All I want to say, no bias here, because I have the neutral cap on tonight. I just want to say I appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to the Broken Bat Podcast. This is episode number 14, I believe. Are we on 14? Are we rolling like that right now? We are. Episode 14. 14. So, you guys are amazing. If you're listening to us and you're 
you like what you're hearing, you like us going back and forth. If for some reason you really like that shitty chant of the Go Cubs Go, hit that follow button and we and you'll get those notifications of when our episodes release. But other than that, we appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great rest of your night and we will see you next time on the Broken Bat Podcast. <laughs>